Guys, when was the last time you surprised your lady with something really different? Something that will make her as happy as flowers, but frankly, more exciting. Try Enclosed. Enclosed is like a beer of the month, but instead your lady is surprised with luxury panties. That's right, I said panties. And this ain't just your normal cotton members, but Enclosed sends super high-end panties delivered in awesome packaging surrounded by rose petals. And my wife loved Enclosed. You pick how many months of these sexy panties she gets and Enclosed customizes your gifts and giving you a 100% size guarantee so you can't mess up. So next time you are looking to romance her or need a Mother's Day present, which is coming up soon, go to enclosedlingerie.com backslash B-O-D. Don't forget to enter B-O-D at checkout and get $25 off a multi-month order. That's enclosedlingerie.com backslash B-O-D. The Better on Draft podcast is part of the PodcastDetroit.com network and is recorded live in the Detroit Sound Studios above Activate Gaming in Ferndale, Michigan. Now, pop that 40 and kick back. Here is Dan, Nick, Ken, and Rob. Welcome to episode number 29 of the Better on Draft podcast. My name is Ken. We are here in Ferndale, Michigan, drinking some beer, getting ready to go. We are one person less today. Nick is not here. So I can't start with him, so I'll start with Dan. Oh, hey, what's up? What do you, what Usually do you... I'm the one commenting in on everyone else's intro, so I know. you're coming in on me. Hey, Yeah, what's what's going on? Not much, buddy. How are you? I'm all right. What are you drinking? Um, I'm sorry. I don't know the name of this. I feel kind of stupid now. I should that's, know. That's, well, it just got poured like three seconds yeah, ago. Yeah, so. it's, it's a coffee style, but yeah, it's good. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the name of it in a second. You also got a Sierra Nevada Nooner in front of you, too. Yeah, I've got like... Three beers at Three least. Three beers. And a water. And a water. Yeah. yeah. Rob, what's going on? Hey, hey, sir. How's it going? I'm all right. Just uh, enjoying my pills. What are you drinking? I'm drinking the same unnamed, but to unnamed. be named. To be named. It's like a player to be named later. later a beer to be named later. A beer. Coffee stout. Uh, In the was, beer trading world. I'll yes. trade one Bourbon County and one KBS for a uh, Bourbon County Coffee 2014 and a beer to me named later. <laughs> and, and That's ca- a PBR. And That's cash- a PBR. <laughs> it's usually some low-ass crap. That's <laughs> what that usually means. Don't don't forget the cash considerations. Oh, the cash considerations. Oh, yeah, and yes. a, bu- a duffel bag full of cash is oh, usually set, even definitely. off the contract. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also going to crack open a little bit a uh, Chill Wave double IPA from Great Lakes. I was going to say right up that's, alley. that's been a, a pretty good find for a lot of people who are looking because of how well – uh, blow your face out it's been going that a lot of people have been looking for another good uh double ipa because blow your face out selling out really wherever you go uh, is it really i haven't yeah, seen it in a store come to think about it i was actually just at the store and there were at least three cases still sitting on the floor of yeah. blow your face out uh i think it was probably about five or six four packs that were sitting out of, of the chill wave so definitely a uh, a good one that's from uh great lakes which uh, hopefully we'll have them on uh, pretty soon. I've been talking to uh, one of the guys out there. Uh, but we do have a guest today from uh, the Detroit Beer Company. Justin. Hey there. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. We appreciate you coming on. So uh, what are you drinking? 
I'm drinking our uh, 313 Pilsner uh, lager that I brewed in about uh, February, actually. So, okay. Uh, it's a nice little lager they've been uh, taking some time on. So It's it's actually real. That's the, the one that I'm drinking right now. It's very, very crisp if you want to try it, Dan. Um, right. Probably it's it's one of those beers to where it'd probably be a beer. Do you guys bottle this one? No, no. Uh, we just have the brew pub operation right now. Like this would be a beer that I'd drink with food. I'd eat, you know, with a burger, barbecue, something like that, just because it's so crisp, fresh, easy to drink. What's the ABV on it? Thanks. Uh, this one comes in at about 5%. Okay, so it's it's not going to get you tanked off of one glass right, like right. Uh, some beers. So the, the, the beer to be named, though, <laughs> is also from the Detroit Beer Co., which is? Right. This is a uh, uh, throwback to uh, Mr. Rogers, but um, our neighbors at Ash Supply Co., uh, right down the block from us, roast their own coffee beans and all that. And uh, so we collaborated with them. I had them uh, uh, roast some beans for us. Uh, so they did seven pounds of an El Salvadorian uh, bag of beans for us. Uh, so it's our steam tunnel stout mixed with Ash Supply Company uh, coffee. And uh, this is the Won't You Be My Neighbor coffee oh, yeah. stout. <laughs> <laughs> Come riding in on the trolley to get some. Hell yeah. <laughs> exactly. We got the uh, light rail coming in soon. So, yeah. It's great. It'd be a good way to uh, sponsor the light rail. Put your name on there. Won't you be my neighbor with a beer? Just put a red trolley on it and ride back and forth. Stop at the Detroit Beer Co. <laughs> so, um, you know, Detroit Beer Co. has definitely been a, uh, a longstanding uh, brewery within the state of Michigan um, well before really the craft beer boom hit uh, the state. So you guys were established in 03, correct? Correct. Correct. So it's right on the bottle, just so you know. Oh, is it? It's right there. Yeah, oh, that's right there. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been easy enough. Here I am doing my research when I could just read a bottle. Um, just so, didn't cheat. That's all. So tell us about the uh, the brew pub downtown. Uh, do you guys have food there? Um, you know, what's what's kind of like the atmosphere for someone who may have not gone downtown yet? Yeah, uh, one of the most exciting things I think about uh, Detroit Beer Co. is is that it is um, you know old school in a lot of senses. Uh, they they opened up before the real big boom of craft beer. So for me as a young brewer, I'm really honored to uh, to be the head brewer there. Um, but our our crowds are so different and unique um, almost every night. Um, we get opera house crowds all the way to uh, you know crowds before uh hollow wicked with icp so i mean those are uh, two very different crowds um one of our main crowds in the summer is uh is baseball i mean tigers are are you know are what keep us alive during the busy months so uh you know it's it's a really fun place to work with that eclectic uh kind of atmosphere so so one of the questions i wanted to ask while you brought up the tigers do you guys see a huge like? Do you, as the Detroit Beer Co., see a huge boom bigger when they make the playoffs, or is it kind of just like business as usual? You know, come September when playoff season is happening. I I think all the uh, all the teams in the city have a huge influence on on really how much the brewers are at work there and uh, and how good business is. Um, when the Tigers specifically, when they make playoffs, it's a uh, it's a really big deal, um, especially with the fall beer festival in the city. I know a couple of years ago, uh, it was it was just crazy because we were preparing to take all of our beers to the festival, and you know we don't uh, we have a pretty uh, 
modestly sized system there. So uh, when we get really busy or when there's a big string of events in a row, it's very uh, it can be pretty taxing on us. Uh, so that that's really the fun part as a brewer is to really meet that challenge and uh, and keep the supply up there. So. Um He's on MapQuest. I'm, I'm on MapQuest because I, I wanted to ask. One, one, one of the big things in an issue is uh, going down to Detroit is parking. Oh, yeah. Trying to find proper parking. Obviously, it's become a little bit easier in regards mm-hmm. to not getting tickets solely for the fact that you got Park Detroit, the uh, the app. Um, mm-hmm. So somebody comes down, what's the best way to park? Like, you know, I, I see that you're off of pretty much Broadway and John R. Yeah, they were uh, right, right across the street from the Opera House. Yeah. Right, right. So it, wh- where would someone who wanted to go to the Detroit Beer Co. park? Um, the Opera House is our go-to. Uh, we do validation for uh, for parking over there, I think up to an hour or so, um, maybe two hours. Uh, but we also have the Z lot that was just built. Um, there's some city parking, the underground parking over by Grand Circus. Right. Uh, there's the street parking and such, so especially during the daytime. Uh, that's, you know, the street parking's uh, pretty accessible. And like you said, with that app, it makes it a lot easier to keep track of things and make payments and all that. Not get $45 tickets. (laughs) Right. I remember Uh, when they were $10. I know, I know. It it wasn't too long ago and I I got hit the other day because I parked out in front of work and I came back in and you got distracted by you know questions. Everyone's pulling you everywhere, and then forty five minutes goes by, and you're like, "Oh, my streets or my car is right outside in the street." So uh, yeah, yeah I kind of I deserve that one. But there was one I was at uh, um, eight degrees today, and they were putting up signs over on Cass, and the sign that was about to get popped up, what it looked like it was, it said fifteen minute parking. Oh lord! After oh. I had parked there, I'm like, "Oh no," because there was it was a construction truck that was setting up. You know the you know. Um, just signs for, you know, uh, whatever the construction is. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. And finally they left. And the, the people who were working there were like, oh, they didn't put up the sign. I'm like, oh, thank God. Because it would be just my luck that the 15-minute parking sign would come up while I'm inside. <laughs> and then, of course, I'd have to try to prove that I had parked on cast, which over at uh, there, it's free. Right. And that's the thing that I worry about is because going to 8 Degrees, that's that's like one of my favorite stores to go into and with the stadium that's going up right. not three blocks away that I'm thinking, okay, the Park Detroit signs are going to start coming up or yep. it's going to be the 15-minute parking. And that, I mean, I definitely, for for a place that has a bar, right. I, I don't want to be in there for 15 minutes, have a beer, Chugging. grab <laughs> chug it, grab maybe a four-pack and walk out. Or, I mean, even when they have their releases where they don't release until 6 o'clock, if you're not there by five, you can forget about it. So what am I going to do other well, than th- – Thankfully, at least parking's dirt cheap in Detroit. Yeah. Right. And know, the good thing, an hour. And the good thing there is that um, they have space the, – the, the back spaces of the school across the street yep. that you can park there. Hmm. So, I mean, I, I just – I hate – that's like the one thing I hate about the stadium going up there is that – Eventually, I'm expecting to see those Park Detroit signs go up there, and it's like, great. Now I have to start paying for parking here too. But it's Detroit. That's so how long happen. how long have you been a brewer at uh, Detroit? Uh, it's uh, it's going on about four and a half years now. Okay. Um, I started uh, well four and a half years ago or so as uh, assistant brewer to Roy Oak Brewery and Detroit Beer Co. Um, and then about. Uh, Actually, a year ago from this past January, uh, I got promoted to head brewer there. So uh, just over about a year now. Okay, so help me understand because I've I've had you know 
information from all different directions in regards to Royal Oak Brewery um, and Detroit Beer Company. Are you guys affiliated? Is it the same owner? Is there an other breweries in that conglomerate or is it just you two? Yeah, it, it started off as uh, Rochester Mills Brew Pub uh, and uh, Detroit Beer Co. and Royal Oak Brewery. Uh, Royal Oak Brewery being the first back in 1995. Um, and then uh, then Rochester Mills and then Detroit Beer Co. Um, and then there's some laws and stuff, so some businesses got split up. But right now it's uh, Detroit Beer Co. and Royal Oak Brewery are considered uh, sister breweries. Okay. Um, so we uh, – our assistant brewer, uh, Richard Chestnut, uh, he goes back and forth between the two brewers. Uh, we have uh, Kevin Debs, who is our brewer out at uh, Royal Oak Brewery, and then uh, myself down at DBC. So – uh, we work as a team, which uh, definitely helps out for festivals and all that kind of stuff uh, logistically. So, so in regards to so Royal Oak Brewery and Detroit Beer Co. So, because I I definitely remember seeing at the Royal Oak Brewery uh, one of my favorite beers that I used to to get all the time, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But the Detroit Dwarf. Yeah. So seeing that, yeah, I just at, saw that the other day, and I haven't seen that in years. For well, some reason. that's I, I guess yeah. we can we can kind of go in there in that direction because it, explain to the people who maybe not follow or understand what what happened with um, was it Old Nation? Yeah. Is Old Nation the yeah. so who is Old Nation? Are you guys affiliated with them, or you know how, how did this come about? Yeah, um, Old Nation, uh, they're all really good friends of ours. Um, actually, the uh, the brewers at Old Nation have uh, both been brewers at Detroit Beer Co. along the line. So it's, uh, it's kind of within the same family. Um, so Travis Fritz, uh, who is uh, kind of the head guy over at Old Nation, um, he went to school at the VLB over in Berlin and, uh, and came back, uh, really old school, great, talented brewer. Uh, he came up with the Detroit Dwarf recipe, um, and it's just been passed along brewer to brewer. Uh, the head brewer at DBC that trained me is Nate Rixie, and he's uh, the head brewer at Old Nation right now. So Travis made the recipe. Uh, he has... Old Nation. Uh, Nate went over there. I took Nate's place at DBC when he took off. Um, and I still brew the Detroit Dwarf at uh, Detroit Beer Company. Uh, but Old Nation, because it's all kind of within the same family and Travis made the recipe, uh, he's now, uh, they're now brewing and bottling it and uh, distributing it out of uh, Old Nation out that way. Okay. So out of their, you know, uh, Williamsburg or Williamston. Yeah. Williamston Brewery. So that's yep. where basically Sanders came back, the chocolate stout. Yep. Did did Detroit Beer Co. do that originally or was that a different brewery that did the uh, the Sanders? I believe that we played around with a couple uh, configurations of uh, different kinds of Sanders chocolate. Um, but it was definitely a collaboration. Uh, I believe it was, it was mostly uh, Nate and Travis who are now both out of Old Nation now. Um, they started doing it um, when when old or uh, when Detroit Brewing Company was elsewhere. So um, a lot of that stuff started off at uh, at Detroit Brewing. Uh, okay. So so that's definitely a lot of moving parts in regards to the Detroit Beer Co. Especially as of late. Um, yeah. One of the things that I was so happy to see was the Detroit Dwarf back because it's definitely a very, in my opinion, underrated style. Uh, not many people make that style anymore. Right. 
Um, and really the only time I get a chance to try those beers is over at Beer Fests. Mm-hmm. Um, and really the only bottles that I know of locally is Alt 22 from ABC. Yeah. And then Alaskan Amber, which is considered an alt as well. Mm-hmm. Um now, you personally, what are some of the styles that you more gear towards when you're going to uh, buy beer? We'll start with buying beer. So what, what are your, the flavors that you like? Um, buying beer, uh, you know, I like to s- stick to a lot of the classics. Um, you know, I, Black Label. Yeah, Black Label <laughs> is Cobra, my favorite. Cobra, uh, Ham yeah. Special Light is, oh, uh, yeah. is another one oh, that man. makes uh, a lot of appearances in the fridge. Um, but... Yeah, you know, I, I like a lot of the classic beers. Uh, you know, like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is uh, my always one of my go tos. Um, I know we were talking about Stone a little bit earlier uh, before the broadcast, and uh, I mean Stone is awesome. I mean, all their beers are uh, very hoppy and aggressive, but in a very Can't balanced. Think of a bad like, one that I've had. Yeah, yeah, and in <laughs> the facility out there is uh, really beautiful. So uh, having that connection of going out there is. Is really neat, but um, yeah, I I don't know. I a lot of times I look for novelty, uh, but most of the time I'd say I I just like old you know classic styles that I can kind of drink and, uh, and and sip on without being overwhelmed. So I think that's a fair assessment because I think that's definitely something that we always uh, discuss when we're drinking beer. Is when I when I rate a beer and I rate a beer high, I want to be able to drink it the entire night. Without getting well, <laughs> responsibly without getting completely plastered, because <laughs> right. um, I mean I can turn any beer into the ability oh, to basically. Yeah. It's easy. Any uh, beer is a session beer. It is. There, there, there it is. There it is. If Very you, easy. If you one try us, hard enough. One of us was going to say it soon enough. <laughs> well, I guess that I could say any pizza is a personal pizza if you try hard enough. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> I guess you can apply that to anything. Oh, like, yeah, really? Much. Like, yeah, right. anything in life. <laughs> So uh, do you have any guilty pleasures like the, the atypical PBR, Stroh's, you know, your yeah. – Colt 45. Colt 45. Uh, Milwaukee's Beast. Uh, all of those. Um, I mean I – actually every beer festival, um, we've always had kind of like a secret stockpile of uh, – of Stroh's or Ham Special Light. Or, oh, I'm going to have to make sure like next that. time yeah. Yeah. Summer <laughs> Beer Fest, go check out Justin at DBA. Can I get a, uh, a bottle, of, a can of hams? Can of hams, please. I'll, I'll pay you daddy, daddy? I'll, I'll what I pay for it in <laughs> Vegas. Here's your quarter. That's just one token. Yeah. <laughs> one, that's a one token <laughs> beer, Dan, not a two token. <laughs> so I just start throwing pennies in the damn thing. <laughs> like, here you go. So how long have you been attending the festivals for? Because that's obviously the first time that you and I have met. Yeah, yeah. Um, professionally, um, well, since I started working, but uh, my first one, I believe, was on my uh, 21st birthday. So uh, I'm now, uh, I'll be 28 but this how year. But so how would you know to go to a beer years? festival without tasting alcohol before you turn 21? <laughs> well, what a would you live across place from to Canada? taste the first time. Oh, you know? okay. <laughs> oh, there's also the, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the Canada thing. Maybe a unique situation to, yeah. living here. Where yeah, the drinking age is practically 19, <laughs> especially when, you know, before... The passport necessity. Oh, yeah, pre nine eleven, when they would just wave you through without even stopping. Like, yeah. Well, even yeah. I mean, I was I was nineteen in 2005. Yeah, I was over there with you before. Oh yeah, then, even we went for my nineteenth birthday. Was that it? Yeah, was we went to. Uh, oh God, what was the? I think it started with a P. It was peppers? That, peppers. Was that, oh yeah, <laughs> peppers. Oh my God. I remember every single time that we'd go there. My friends uh, and I would always go there, and I'd always be like, you know, sooner or later, because I had such the tolerance that I'm like, crap, 
you guys are going to get hammered before I even get a chance to. So I might as well. <laughs> so like they, they'd start off at Peppers with like four shots each before they start drinking. Seems legit. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. Wow. So here I am. I'm like, all right, well, I'll take a pitcher of beer and I'll milk it for the night and then I'll, I'll drive everyone home. <laughs> Those are definitely interesting days, to say the least. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Great place, Peppers. So do you have any uh, uh, local breweries that you like going to, um, you know, places that you like to uh, drink at or you normally drink at other than DBC? Right, right. Or the Rob. Uh, so, you know, spending a lot of time at work uh, when I get a chance to, to get out. Um you know, any of the Detroit uh, breweries are great. Uh, I love the guys at, at Batch, at Motor City, uh, Chelsea stuff. over Traffic Jam, uh, you know, Brad at Atwater and Jeff at, at Water and all those guys. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great community in the city of Detroit of, of breweries. So when I get a chance, um, I like to make it over and, and see everyone. Uh, we did a collaboration beer at the – the fall festival and uh and we're hoping to do that again this year but uh yeah it's it, it's great because craft brewing it doesn't seem like a competition it, it's a collaboration uh on a lot of fronts so uh i think that's what we've seen for most of the people that that oh, come yeah. in here is, is that everyone pretty much knows everyone in the industry mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's like, a really tight community and uh you know it's it's a lot of great people, you know, beer people. Uh, I have a feeling they're really all bad. on their own private Facebook group, like laughing at us. Right, exactly. Completely <laughs> not. I'm sure they are. Be funny as hell. Like, hey guys, this is uh, you know the lead head brewer at Perrin over here. Uh, we're gonna release <laughs> another batch of no rules, even though it's only been like two months. But you know they'll beat it up. So, <laughs> like, watch the plebs dance now. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much how I, how I feel sometimes. It'll be the secret. Well, actually, no. That's that's what it is. they'll call it. Director's cut. Director's cut. They'll call it the director's cut since you know ah. they're releasing it two months later. You know, the, the, they the, make oh, like the money. special edition. So the, special the, edition. The extended edition. <laughs> where it's a little bit bigger right. bottle. And this one's like 17.5% and allegedly even more cinnamon. Even more cinnamon. Yeah, that's, that's been the entire thing with no. Like, I've, I've been to two places in the last week and they had no rules on draft and I had zero ounces of no rules. Mm. I, I went to Three Nicks a couple days ago when they <laughs> tapped no rules and I had a Miller Lite. Why? <laughs> I, I was eating and I was exhausted from yeah, driving I, I, to and from. I drove all the way over here. Give me a Miller Lite. Well, it, it, <laughs> it's exactly close. It wasn't really on the way there because I was I was over in Youngstown, Ohio. That's so. what I'm saying. So I drove all the way over here. So give me a Miller Lite. I know you're tapping that, but here, give me that. <laughs> <an> exhausting <laughs> <Yeah>. drive. <laughs> I, I just wanted a Miller Lite. It's like it if was, we would have went for the uh, what did we have over there? Was the uh, Bourbon County, the Bourbon County. County. Yeah. Oh yeah, just give me that Coors. I'll take yeah, that instead. Yeah. It's pretty much what I did because I gave I gave well I gave away my ticket. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> you got and you, and you Nick... tore him up in front of me. I was like, <laughs> yeah. she wouldn't have cared. I'm like, give me that damn thing. Yeah, but we don't do that. <laughs> You know, the place we're talking about, 3 Nick Scoreboard over in Allen Park, one of our great sponsors. Number one. Uh, you know, I, I want to make a, a note because in the second part of the show, we're going to be cracking a beer as a thank you from uh, uh, Ryan over at Is this the one you've talked about previously? Uh, I don't know if we talked. We didn't talk about it on air because okay. I just picked it up on the 20th randomly. Oh. Like, I showed up and he gave it to me. <laughs> oh, you brought that? Yes, I did. Oh, goodness. Oh, we're cracking it. All right. Is this the year old? No, 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 no. Oh, this then is, I'm in a completely this, different. This is, this, well, I mean, technically it's a year old, 
but we'll we'll find out what that is in the uh, the second part of the show. It is not the hop slam for that's those what of I'm you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's what <laughs> it about. is not the year old bottle of hop slam that I'm so excited to have. I'm, say, I'm still I'm still saving three cans of that. In the, uh, the a damn devil the dancer. That was good. Bring some more. Do, of that. do you have a beer that you always have to uh, pick up when it, it gets released every year, or you know, like a, a specialty release or a seasonal release that it's like you have to get it when it comes out? It's a it's a funny question because there there's some that. Um, yeah, I definitely seek out um, every year just because Oberon is one of the beers oh, that wow. yeah, yep. being a, a college student. You really don't have to seek it out. Day. You just show up to a store and get it. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. But it's always the first time I get it. It's always like, oh, just for nostalgia's uh, oh, yeah. sake, uh, yeah, grab it. In the, but uh, in terms of yearly release, um, I don't know. There, there are a lot of things that I don't. I don't like putting a lot of effort into trying to find something. If it's there, uh, I'll pick certain things up. Like KBS, for instance, uh, it seems like it's getting bigger and, and crazier to get. And I remember even in uh, probably when I turned 21, I don't know, 2009 or so, um, even then I, I remember signing up for the list and everything and and, uh, and seeing the lines at beer festivals and everything. And it's a beautiful beer. I, I I just think I got lazy over the last few years. <laughs> well, I, I don't think as much as lazy as the fact that, you know, I, I hearken back to our fall beer fest trip where we went to Perrin and we asked for no rules because it was on the board. So we thought they had tapped it and they said, no, we are not tapping it until two o'clock. And we're like, all right. So we just happened to be around there by two o'clock and the line was so long. And we're like, I'm going to go here to this random brewery, cotton brewery, because <laughs> yeah. there's no way I'm going to ever go to Adrian, Michigan. <laughs> And I'll go to Cotton Brewing and try some of the things that they have because mm. why why bother when I can get no rules in a bottle one day somewhere, right? Or right. I can trade for it, or you know, yep. uh, you know, I can find it. It's it's pretty much it's a findable beer. It's not like Bourbon County, like one of the variants. Like the variants are pretty hard to find this past year. Very very hard. Um, yeah. You know, Bourbon County wasn't too hard to find, but the variants was definitely, and then the ones that everybody wanted were uh, the, uh, the the ones that are. Infected. The they weren't infected. They were oxidized. <laughs> the huge difference. You guys, even after I've told you, you guys still are, oh, infected. Well, you, you, we, we say infected for the plebs that listen to the show that don't understand oxidized. what oxidized It's very means. obvious. Oxidized being the barley wine and the coffee. Coffee stout, yeah. <laughs> and I still have one of those coffees left, too. Oh, I can't wait to try that one. We Well, we had, the, we had all the, the quote-unquote infected odd-side beers, which they weren't. Right. That that was a whole chaotic thing that happened just for the past few weeks. I don't know if you follow too much in regards to what had happened, but a lot of people were saying that the um, the beer was giving off flavors from Odd Side, and there was a few of them. It was bourbon, uh, Mayan mocha, it was hipster brunch, and it was uh, mocha month. Mocha month. Uh, Those were the three. Yeah, none of I think there, there was there was a fourth one that they confirmed there was issues. Was the morning wood? The morning wood, which they offered a refund, I believe, to everyone. Yeah. But the other three we had on the show, and we had no issues when we were drinking yeah. it. Hmm. Fell off a little bit, but other than that. I mean, it was it was still speaking the same. of beer. Can someone give me that coffee stout, please? Because oh, no. I've been eyeing it for, <laughs> for a little little bit, and I'm like, uh, I don't know who will be able to uh, get it to me. But that, that pills. Well, you you had the pills. What did you think of the pills? It's decent. It's what you would drink on a 99 degree day. Yeah, outside. it's definitely a a lawnmower beer for sure. It's not it's not something that you know. Um, 
I, I guess the, the the flavor profile is just crisp, easy to drink. Yeah, see, I'm right? the guy that would drink the 10% stout on a 99-degree oh. day outside. <laughs> Not Every beer is a lawnmower <laughs> beer if you try <laughs> hard enough. I'm also the guy drinking coffee in, in triple-degree weather outside, <laughs> too, so I really don't. It's well, just kind of sour more like it's the same people that drink iced coffee and like below freezing <laughs> oh, yeah, weather. Yeah, yeah, same like, type of thing. Right. Yeah, it's just what you like. Really. See, that, that's what I was telling the Bell's rep when I was at Holiday Market. Is that it's like, oh yeah, this is this is just kind of a session pale ale. It's four point seven percent. I'm like, yeah, I kind of live my life over ten percent. So, um, <laughs> well, we so definitely live the show over ten percent. <laughs> that's for sure. Like, I know these are some weak ten percent. <laughs> I should uh, I should see if I can uh, I pull uh, untapped and do the like get a list of all of our beers with the percentages and see what right. the average ABV, ABV is for our, uh, our beers. Cause some of them are definitely that brewery one. Ooh. Oh man. I need more of that. That was delicious. Which that. one? The, the, Black the Black Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, that was yeah. bad news. And then we drove to the road. We drove to to the road. Yeah. yeah. And then drank we, more. Well, we ate a lot of pizza there too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like we showed up and there was a bunch of pizza. That that waiter was very happy with us that day. <laughs> Walking out with 60 or $70 in tips because we're like, here you go. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Oh, I love that coffee stout. I want to drink more of it right now. <laughs> well, you got a cup in front of you. Start I know. Drinking. You're like, I want to drink more as you stare at the cup. Right. What are what you are we doing? doing? <laughs> so what what else do you guys have uh, planned for uh, uh, Detroit Beer Co.? Do you have anything special coming up? We got, you know, we're, we're three months away from the uh, f- summer festival, but I'm sure you guys are planning for it at the moment. Certainly. Um, yeah, the, the summer beer festival, uh, anything special we have coming up for that? Uh somewhat coincides with Great American Beer Festival as well. Um, so that's always a kind of cool thing for us because that's really a, about a month after that we start sending out our, our beers out to Denver. Um, so uh, haven't had anything set in stone yet, but usually uh, usually some exciting stuff. So, Have you been to the festival in Denver before? Yeah, yeah. We've gone for the last uh, at least four years. Uh, well, uh, me speaking personally, I know that we've uh, gone as a brewery for a lot longer than that, but uh, it's a, it's a blast out there. Have any of you guys been out there? We have, have not. not. No, no. I, I, we've uh, a few of us have had their very first like major festival. Most recently, um, I've been going to the pretty much the winter festival because it was the easiest to attend. Um, I'm not a person that likes like heavy duty crowds, like you know. Yeah. Um, pretty much like having to go elbow to elbow with someone just to get a beer. Like it's it's not that important to me right, to get right. a beer. So even though the fall beer festival, everything seems so confined, it's still pretty open. Yeah. Um, and I've heard the summer ones even more spread out and open and really really nice. And I've never been to the summer one before, so I think uh, we're going to be going to the summer one. Uh, hopefully live casting on a Friday night. Awesome. I, I look forward to that. It's, uh, the Summer Beer Festival is my uh, personal favorite just because the weather is awesome. Uh, you know, it's warm. It's out in the grass in the park in Ypsilanti. Um, so, yeah, I, I look forward to seeing you guys. So well, t- tell us what the Great American Beer Festival is for those who – well, we've never been there. I, I know of it, but I don't know. Like, you know, what, what do you guys do as a brewery there and what would you do as a consumer there? Um, as a brewery, uh, we, we basically just send out our beers, uh, for judging there. We've won several medals, uh, from Great American Beer Festival, which is, uh, it's really awesome. Um, as, uh, as a company, when we go out there as, as brewers and as, uh, 
sometimes we have managers and our, our owners come out with us and everything. It's a, it's a great opportunity for us to see what is is going on around the nation in, in terms of beer. Um, yeah, yeah, Michigan's definitely uh, well up there in terms of uh, being a great beer state and all that. But uh, to actually go out every year and kind of see what the trends are, kind of see what people are doing, getting some ideas – um, that's that's really as as brewers, it's the fun part about that because uh, you know attending the beer festival and, and seeing what uh, people are reacting to more positively too is is kind of cool. So do you, do you see a huge difference? You know, four years ago to today, what's how much the craft beer industry has exploded? I think would be a proper oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a proper term. I mean, like four years ago. You know, I'm looking at the the list of your guys' medals from uh, uh, the Detroit Beer, uh, excuse me, from the Great American Beer Festival. So you got yeah. the the XX Dwarf, which is a sh- other strong beer bronze winner. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah. that's an offshoot of the uh, Detroit Dwarf. Correct, correct. And you didn't bring it for me. No, I, uh, <laughs> I apologize. We'll uh, we'll be brewing it soon. Uh, I'll bring you by some uh, next time. Uh, I'll, I'll have to. Oh, you're bringing some soon. Oh, uh, well. This summer, this okay. season, in anticipation of the beer festival. Okay, uh, that's so what we most. If, if it'll be at the beer festival, I'm already excited for it because uh, it's. Um, that was one thing that I'm really regretting that I wasn't able to uh, meet was Alt 33 when Arbor Brewing came out with Alt 33 because it's, yeah. it's not very often you get a chance to try. You know, as much as we joke about how much I love brown ales, and you um, do, and I do. Oh, <laughs> I love brown ales. Um, all beer is definitely one of the styles that I'm more keen to, especially at beer festivals. Again, because it's hard to find. Right. You know, you don't you don't find too many alts out there, and most of them are really subpar. Uh, so going to, you know, the Detroit Dwarf, you know, as Dan was saying, you know, it's definitely – it was a great go-to beer for a long time. Yeah, and it was gone for how long? When did we – I don't know. Ask the – I'm the, assuming the, you couldn't get it, it on the shelf for quite a while because I haven't seen it in years. So it it was a couple of years. Uh, there were a couple of places that I, I saw it around. I don't know what – uh, those places we're still doing with it. But, uh, <laughs> Just like how you found it brick. Yeah, it's like finding brick. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Find that. <laughs> brick. Oh, so do, do you, as, as Justin, not Justin the brewer, Justin the, you know, co- the worker of the Detroit Beer Code, do you see a potential for a bubble within the regards to the breweries, whether it's the state of Michigan or the metro Detroit area or, you know, do, do you see this like, you know, it's going to reach it soon, or do you think that it's still there's still a lot of growth to be had? Um, it, it's an interesting question because um, I think so many other industries face that same same question. But um, in terms of beer, I hope not. I, I hope that it keeps increasing. Obviously, at a certain point, people can only consume so much beer, and there can only be so many breweries in certain areas. But it's it's certainly a concern uh, among craft brewers. There's only so much shelf space. There's only so many people that are willing to go out to eat and, and have beer. So uh, I'm not too sure, but uh, I guess I, I hope that it continues to grow for uh, the industry's sake. Well, I, I think the competition has definitely elevated a lot of people. Um, and I think that there are there, – there's I, whatever I think craft beer in the state of Michigan – um, because I grew up in Troy, I always think of two, and I always think of Coonan, and I always think of Dragon Bean. You know, I, I never thought of Bells too much because that was bottled. When I think craft brewery, I think brewery that I can go to. 
Obviously, there is a brewery in Kalamazoo that I could go to, but again, <laughs> you can go to any brewery on the planet if you again, want. Again, it's it's not it's not something that you know. 21-year-old me understood at that time. I just understood I could go get... Is it because those are the older ones is why you think of those? Or you yeah. Up? I yeah that, like Troy doesn't really have a big The, like, the brewery. first brewery in Troy that opened was 2013, which was Granite City. So oh, it's, wow. It's not, yeah, that's... Figures. Well, I mean, you, you the had, first Troy brewery you, would you, be Granite City. You, you had the first movie theater in Troy, like after a long time, open up last year. Is that the MJR or the, the MJR at yeah. fifteen? Before that, there hadn't been a movie theater since uh, there was a movie theater at Oakland, uh, um, Oakland Mall. Oh wow! Oh yes, yeah. And that was back time. when it was competing with the AMC Abbey 8 across the street, across the street yes. well, which is Micro Center now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, when, you, when you're talking, it's so weird to think of Troy, a 36-square-mile city, and they didn't have Amen. a movie theater. And they didn't have, <laughs> you know, it, all these things. You're just like, how, how did this happen? But, you know, my city stuck up and um, pretty terrible. Hey, at least you have a brewery. I mean... Growing up in Taylor, we still don't have anything. Oh, okay, okay. I I, I got a brewery. Beer Keller now, so that's mm. that's pretty cool. I always forget about Beer Keller. Yeah, that is yeah. Right. What what is Beer Keller? That is um. Where do they open? They're on uh, Goddard and Palmer Allen. Allen. Allen, yeah, something Allen. Like that. Yeah, and they opened up about a year ago. Maybe a year, maybe a year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah, something yeah, like that. I, I completely forgot about I, that. I don't know what it is still. You it's, still haven't yeah, explained no, no, it's, what it is. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's, <laughs> it's just pretty cool. It's, it's there. there. I, I, I haven't been there. I, I, like I said, I completely forgot about it, but I believe it's just a, you know, just like your, your standard brew pub. Yeah, I, nice I, beer I, bar. They had a Big Lebowski night not too long ago. That's right, they did. I mean, anything, beer and Big Lebowski, that's all you need to say. <laughs> so. Completely. You know what's so funny is I'm looking it up right now, and I'm pretty sure that I've actually been there. Yep, I've definitely been it's there. Awesome place. Were, you, I, were you working? I was working. It's <laughs> funny. I, I was definitely working, hosting Quizzo over there. I'm like, Beer Keller. And when you started explaining the, the, the place, and I'm like, oh, wait, I wait, know, I know this place. How long ago did you do Quizzo? Uh, well, I still do, but I, I did it for one night, like maybe a year and a half ago. Okay. It was like a, a one-off thing. I showed up, I hosted, and I left. Okay. I couldn't tell you when. You know, I couldn't tell you the the specifics of when I went, but I just I substituted one night. Okay. So I was gonna say I was there for Quizzo probably about a month ago or so. so oh yeah, well, it was, yeah. It was this was this was definitely a, a little bit longer ago. Okay. So I I do my hosting up in Rochester Hills. He's more of. Well, I mean, you do one downtown, and then you no, need no, a sporkle. Yeah, so my condolences for, for doing Quizzo. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I, I host in, uh, in Plymouth and Westland, okay. mainly. Excellent. If Are I you get, still doing um, downtown uh, over at uh, uh, Herman's, Corktown? No, 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 no. Her, um, just, just Herman's on Mondays in Plymouth, and then uh, Ashley's in Westland on Tuesdays. Uh, really haven't had any anyone to sub for because I, I was at uh, Bobcat Bonnie's for yeah. a couple weeks in, in Corktown every now and then and just just a sub host and they were actually looking for a sub host a couple a couple weeks ago and I kind of passed on it but really that's a really cool place to host in yeah that place I've heard uh, very very interesting stories in regards to. Um, the food and how it's made and the bar itself, but yeah, that, that's a different conversation for a different time for sure. It's a different podcast, different podcast, <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. a food podcast. The food, better. <laughs> unfortunately, food is as much podcast. better on grill podcast. <laughs> as much as I love those guys, they got to work on that Captain Crunch chicken tenders. 
It's just that that needs a little bit more flavor. So um, as we're kind of finishing up for the uh, the, the first part, um, you know, I, I wanted to ask Dan because you're you're, you're oh, drinking the, the Sierra Nevada Nooner. And one of the definitely one of the most consistent brewers probably that we've ever uh, had, especially mm-hmm. coming to the state of Michigan. Obviously, they're not brewing in Michigan is Sierra Nevada. How do you like the Nooner? It's good. It's it's not as crisp as – oh, you don't have that. I don't have the morals anyway. <laughs> yeah, you the don't, it's not as crisp, but it's a very good beer. It's another 99-degree, out-in-the-sun kind of beer. How was it in comparison? Like, would you rather drink that over the uh, the torpedo or the? Oh God, yeah. The tor- my last time I drank torpedo, I didn't realize or I didn't remember torpedoes like ten percent or whatever it is. <laughs> I drank for. I'm like, why am I so fucked, like, effing drunk? <laughs> like, what is going on? And I was like, oh, you're drinking torpedoes. Like, yeah, that was a mistake. That was yeah. Thinking it was the normal Sierra Nevada. Like, oh, I can <laughs> pop back five or six of these, no problem. A six pack without an issue. Yeah. And then torpedo. I'm like, there's only four. That's just tonight drinking. And it's like, oh, I was stumbling around. <laughs> Yeah, but then then you feel good because you realize maybe you got drunk off of like fifteen to twenty dollars worth of beer if you're out at a bar and you're oh, like, yeah. oh hey, well that's hey, I'm feeling plus. I'm feeling good. I only spent twenty dollars. Didn't have to spend forty dollars <laughs> on my eight dollar beers or whatever I'm doing out at the bar. Yeah, we're gonna uh, take a quick break. We'll be right back with a better on draft podcast. Yes, Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a tip for you that will make you the hero of your relationship. There's an amazing service called Enclosed. Enclosed is like a flower of the month, but instead of flowers, you get beautiful panties in the mail. Yes, I said panties. You can surprise your lady with one, three, six, or even 12 months of super high-end panties. Not just your usual things, but real luxury lingerie. My wife loved this gift and said they were the nicest panties she's ever had. You can send enclosed for any occasion, anniversary, birthday, or even the upcoming Mother's Day. Enclosed even packages the panties surrounded by real rose petals so you look like a super romantic hero. And Enclosed guarantees all panties will fit with their 100% size guarantee. Now here's the really good stuff. We're offering you $25 off your Enclosed gifts. Just go to EnclosedLingerie.com backslash B-O-D and enter the code B-O-D at checkout to get $25 off any multi-month enclosed gift. That's EnclosedLingerie.com backslash B-O-D with the code B-O-D for the best gift ever. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 29 of the Better On Draft podcast. We have uh, reloaded with some beer, a little bit of snacks, uh, poured out some uh, Monk's DuPont Stout or Monk's Stout from DuPont, something like that. Monk's DuPont or DuPont's Monk's style, one or the other. Yeah, the three, the three words <laughs> need to be in one specific order, I guess. DuPont's Monk's style, Monk's style from DuPont. DuPont. Thank you. <laughs> I, I guess maybe, maybe if it was more of a French. Well, hold, uh, hold your horses here because I was looking look at the bottle. You know the two languages of Belgium. I, I don't, but French I'm going to assume French and Flemish, to... which is Dutch, and those are the two languages on the bottom line there. No. Come on. Little, oh, my bad. You can't recognize. Oh, come on, trivia guy. guys on the, on, yeah, come on, trivia guy should know this. But the, the, yeah, the trivia guy should know. Both of you, come on. I I, think just, I just used a French accent. I just I just <laughs> I'm just here to look good. <laughs> Even though it's a radio show, still I'm no just, camera just, this week. He's looking good. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty much how it goes. Yeah, like I I did my hair for this. Your hair? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I, so, I don't appreciate. So I'm the, not too uh, happy with this beer, though. All right, we'll, we'll get off the hair subject. Sorry, I know sensitive subject. What's it been like? 14 years, but 
<laughs> don't, don't you like it when you go to my uh, my parents' house and you could see the the pictures of me when I had hair? And no, the only me. time I've seen you with hair is in that picture. That is true. That's got to be weird. That's got to be like seeing a picture of Bob Barker with brown hair. I, you're old enough to remember that, too, when he actually had brown hair. I do remember those days. So uh, we cracked open some Monk Stout from uh, uh, DuPont. Brassier DuPont Torps. How, how do you say that in French? I don't speak Brassier French. Brassier DuPont. But, um, I don't. I'm not a big fan of this. Merci it's, beaucoup. Yeah. <laughs> See, you can get along fine over there. Um, I'm not. There's not a lot of flavor to this. I'm just. It's like whatever. It's like nothing I would really like pick up. Like oh, there. Oh, just kind of taste for for lack of better words, it just kind of tastes like beer. Yeah. There's nothing <laughs> special about slightly this. slightly underwhelming. Yeah. It's like beer flavored beer. Is that is that what we're going for? I mean, it's it's definitely a, a little bit more like. You, you, I don't know. See, the thing is, is I'm I'm drinking the the coffee stout from Detroit Beer Co. before I drink this, so I don't know if I'm tasting the remnants of the coffee in there. Like I taste a little bit of the coffee, so it's it's maybe coffee flavored beer, but it's not really like it's just kind of there. Mm-hmm. I could probably slam that pretty quick and not feel anything or do anything or care. I mean, it's yeah, not bad. No, it's, it's not, not bad. It's just I mean, it, it's just kind of plain and. I don't know it's it's got this this the the nose on it is making me just I'm drinking it and wondering it's like am I drinking something that uh, I will live tomorrow because there's a slight <laughs> I mean, kind of bandaidy kind of smell right like exa- that's, exa- that's exactly what I was looking yeah. for bandaidy <laughs> Bam. you know you know I think about that now that you've got that stuck in my mind like what, it tastes like bandaidy it's like and you know what that smell is. <laughs> Please. It's oh, like you don't, no, don't ha- you don't have to stick your nose in a box of band-aids to know what a box of band-aids smells like. I mean Now yeah. we're talking band-aids or just bandages? We're, I mean I mean band-aid is a, a name brand here. Oh, I don't yeah. want to get sued oh, now right, we're using right. Yeah, no, we're sticking brands. we're sticking with the name brand. Okay. We're not going with like up and up or you know the met up and up the target brand. <laughs> he caught that. <laughs> I shop Target. Love Target, get that red card. Right? Five percent off. Hell yeah. But you yeah, know what I'm talking I, about, Dan? No, I don't. <laughs> You're looking at us like, what the fuck no, is going no. on here? I can't, <laughs> can't say I shop at Target, sir. Uh, yeah, not, not a big fan of the... Uh, I'm more of an Amazon yeah. Prime kind of guy. <laughs> sorry, I'll be here in two days. I'm good. <laughs> I can wait. <laughs> Do you Amazon Prime your uh, your Band-Aids? Right. Do you have the, the little button? Do you have the what? <laughs> on Amazon Prime, like they have all the products that have just like little network buttons on it, where you basically you press the button and it automatically puts an order in. There's no, no, I don't have there. that or need that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have that. <laughs> talk about that thing, that Echo, where you press the button, like order this for me, and, you no. talk, and it talks back to you. It's no, like, oh, it, it's like it, the Cortana. It, it looks, yeah, well, no, not that's that's Windows. Um, oh, whatever bad. the thing is that Alec Baldwin was selling. Oh, the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's it's basically it's a it's a small little device. It's about half the size of a garage door opener. It's like a key it'll, fob. It, yeah, it's like a key fob, and it will have the 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 product logo on it and just a little button. And then all you do is you hit the button and it automatically will order it for you. We just see your kids oh, grabbing yeah, no, your keys so and hitting the button. <laughs> that is beyond necessary. No, I can take the thirty seconds to order what I want online. <laughs> so uh, as as we're kind of discussing uh, some beer news, not too much crazy going on in the beer industry, but I wanted to bring up a uh, a topic that I had seen. You know, I don't want to get in trouble on those Facebook groups. Who cares? Um, <laughs> 
But I, I saw an interesting topic, and it was about a person who happened to be at Three Floyds, and they had zombie dust there, brand brand spanking bottle new, like bottled the oh, day before. Here we go. I saw that post. So the the post went, you know, hey, selling it for at cost plus thank you beers. So a thank you beer for someone who doesn't trade, Daniel. Uh, yes, hello. <laughs> Uh, a thank you beer is pretty much like, you know, if, if I were to mule something for you, like I went to Three Floyds and I grabbed something, you'd pay for me and then you'd be like, oh, hey, you know, here's a bottle of Bel Air Brown because I like, yeah, I know you like Bel Air Brown and I had yeah. a bottle. That's what a thank you beer is. So it's it's what it is. It's a thank you. Um, this person was basically saying, hey, I'll do it and I just want you to give me beer for doing it. And I, I don't know how you guys feel about the situation because – I've muled a lot in regards to bringing beer from wherever I am, whether I'm in, you know, uh, I go to Chicago. There is those times where I went to Munster like three times in a week, yeah, you know, for a completely different thing. And I'm like, oh, hey, I'll go to Three Floyds three times Mm. every (laughs) single time and grab some beer. But every time I bring beer or I say, you know, hey, there's this beer, I I never I I don't know if I have the heart to charge more than what it's worth. No, No, I see that as the equivalent of someone insisting on a tip. Yeah, exactly. I, said, no, I will that, not that was, tolerate that. That was exactly what I was going to say is that it's like it's basically like a waitress or waiter going up to you and handing you the bill and basically saying, OK, and this is where you put the tip. Um, I expect, you know, 15, 20 percent and basically just flat out asking for it's it. Like, well, you were going to get that. Now you get zero. Sorry. Yeah. I, right. that I mean, drives me. And, I don't think to, to me it's not to me. It's given if you've gone that far to go pick up the beer and you're going to sell it to that person for cost, then then that should be a given that, yeah, you're going to get a, a thank you beer or two or three. I mean, I've had um, when there was a the meal run for when uh, the Imperial Maya Mocha uh, bourbon Imperial Maya Mocha stout came out and, you know, just one of the guys who were in the community said, hey, I'm going up there. Uh, I happened to get a hold of him, said, hey, get me half a case, and he got me half. So naturally, I just thought, you know, he did a, he did a damn good thing of just, I'm a guy he barely, he didn't even know. Mm-hmm. And he got me half a case of beer. I gave him, you know, the cost for it. And then I gave him like three or four beers. I mean, that's that's just, a, to me, it's just a flat out given. Well, I, I don't, for, for me personally, like I don't want or expect thank you beers when I when I get something like, you know, if I'm bringing something, if I'm bringing, you know, for, for us, especially for Dan, Nick and I, you know, one, one of our very go-to beers, especially when someone's out of state is Yingling, mm-hmm. bring back some yeah. Yingling or black and tan. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's just like a given, like, you know, Hey, I'm going to grab it. Cause either a, you're going to want it or B I'm going to drink it. Yeah. It's, it's, Pretty it's much. very simple, very right. easy. So when I do this, I don't expect it. But what I've seen within the community is, is that, I've seen people reach out to me personally and be like, hey, I'm here. Is there anything you need? And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people uh, like me more than anybody else because I just want browns or alts or ambers. You know, I'm not looking for the, you know, hey, can I get a Huna from, <laughs> you know, um, Cigar City down there? No, I don't I don't need a Huna or I don't need a Dark Lord or I don't need anything I want. You know, like I, uh, somebody literally said, you know, hey, I'm going to farm. Like, hey, can you pick up some Cigar City Maduro, the brown mm-hmm. ale? You had right. it. Oh, yeah. You had the Jialai, too. Yeah. High, high, high whatever. High light. So, it, it, well, what's, is that French? <laughs> I don't speak French. So, they. Creole. The thing, the Creole. <laughs> so, they've had. No idea. They've had. 
you know, pe- people will get it for me though. Cause one, it's easy to get to, it's easy to bring back. But again, you know, they've done that for me. And now, and you've been on the Facebook messages where if I'm somewhere and I have time, mm-hmm. I send a message and I said, you have six hours. I'm going to be in this state or this city. If you want something or want me to look for something, I will look for you. Right. And most of the time, like, you know, it's hard to find it because it's not, you know, not readily accessible, you know, if I'm looking for something specific. But, right. you know, it's it's hard for me to ask for something more than what the beer is worth. Yeah. Like, I hate winning a trade. I guess the, the thing I, I think about it is because, I mean, uh, Dan and I have been on the same thing where, you know, when the, the blueberry pancake stout came out oh, yeah. and you know he wanted a couple packs for that you know i got to the store i got it he paid me and that was good but i, I think it's just that when we're on more of a personal level that it, it's not just a bunch of people that you just know in a group that you don't know personally that i mean maybe that's just how how he threw it out there was that you know he doesn't know everybody out here and so he thought you know as there's always a bunch of posts that are out there that are asking for thank you beers that, you know, maybe it was just that well, I'm just going to throw that and out that's there. And that's the thing. And there, there, there is a caveat to where uh, I guess he is new to the community um, in regards to beer trading. And you know what? I, I understand that caveat. But again, in the same sense, you know, if you're asking, you know, if you're asking for the price of the beer – you really don't ask for a quote unquote thank you beer. You ask for, you know, beer plus, you know, beer plus or money plus. Money plus. You know, and that's But that's, isn't that the same thing? I, I guess I guess the <laughs> I would just I, ask for the money or the it, equivalent of beers for the value. I, I guess I guess the 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 term thank you really isn't, you know, implied when you're asking for it. It's like I want you to give this to me. Oh well, we're gonna call it thank you beers, <laughs> even though even though we agreed upon the deal of you getting me. And uh, uh, again, it's he he's a little bit newer, and I guess you know. It, but the thing is, is that I never had that issue. I I can tell you, and we'll we'll leave we'll leave the 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 names and stuff out. Uh, but I had brought back you know Indiana law, still the same law. You cannot buy more than a keg's worth of beer per person. That is Indiana law. Okay. I bought three. What size people's keg? full barrel? Oh, nice. I bought three people's worth of beer for one person who I had known not too much, and it's you know that's that's the uh, um, how naive I am because I am a very more trustworthy person than a lot of people. But again, I brought him beer. And he paid me for what I paid it for. That was mm-hmm. it. And I mean, that's that's a lot of beer to have brought back. And the fact that like I didn't ask for anything, I didn't need anything. I think I might have right. got a monster out of the deal, <laughs> or maybe, maybe <laughs> you know, like he's like, you know, I I, I got a mom. Like, all right, whatever. So it's one of those things to where for me, you know, I, do do you do any beer trading, Justin? Uh, I mean, you don't obviously search out for a lot of the beers. If it's there, it's there. But right. it's, you it's, know. Yeah, in the spot that I'm at, it's more of uh, you know, with us all being brewers and knowing everyone in the community. Uh, it's a lot of if if I come across something or if I'm traveling and I bring it back, it's something that you know I I, I offer up as like you know sharing as a as a social thing. But in terms of uh, bottle trading and all that, I uh, occasionally or you know I've asked some uh, people 
for uh, Yingling or, uh, or or Spotted Cow from Nuglaris or, or some of those like cult favorites and and, and such. But uh, in terms of trading, really. Um, you know, being in the industry, it's, it's usually if I find something interesting, if I'm out of town, I like to bring it back. But there's there's not really that uh, uh, tip for tat kind of thing going on. So. Well, I, I think even more for me is, is that if you look within the community and how I represent myself as much as I am an asshole uh, for, <laughs> an for, understatement for a lot of the time. Certified. He does have he does have a degree on the wall. Know, apparently. So but but again, when when I do this stuff like I had, um, you know, one of the, the lead brewers of um, Kunin, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pipenbrock, he's a big fan of Hop Slam, yeah, and yeah. I happen to have Hop Slam, and he overpaid for the Hop Slam, right? In regards to what you know, because he he doesn't have a chance to get out. He was opening up the the East Side Kunin. He he doesn't mm-hmm. have time to go chase beer, so it was one of those. You know, he so every time that I saw that Hop Slam was released, I said, "Hey, tag him on Facebook. It is here, just so you are aware." Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the places are a couple miles away from him. And if he has time, he can obviously go get it. Or if he has the ability or someone he knows that can go get it, just like when you bought the Bourbon County, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, hey, this is right by you. Go I have see to be you want to go yeah, get only because I was driving by. It's the only reason I turn in like literally in the car. <laughs> I won't chase beers either. You don't know but, the whole backstory to that. But we see this. And, you know, for people, for me, people will reach out to me and tell me about brown ale, like the, the Sumatra brown ale from Founders. I knew about it. Pretty much the day it came out because two or three people told me about it. And as mm-hmm. much as I see them as tr- kind of trolling me because I'm a brown ale fan and I <laughs> I don't like IPAs. I'm not a fan of Bourbon County or uh, Bourbon Barrel aged beers too much. Uh, I'm kind of grown a little bit more into them. But still, it's it's one of those to where, you know, I appreciate that because now I know, hey, there is a beer for me to look out for, a beer right. that I, I want to get. Because every beer that's, you know, uh, pretty much – so hard to get is pretty much those bourbon bourbon barrel and those right. IPAs, the the heavy duty IPAs. Yeah, and I think that I mean, as far as the community is concerned, I mean, I'd probably say a good ninety to ninety two percent of the community looks out for each other. And you know, I, I'd with, say higher if, than that, even okay. And you know, everybody is, hey, I'm looking for this. Where can I find it? And you know, there's four or five people that will jump up there and say, hey, I found it here. Hey, I found it there. And you know the the post the the post about getting the zombie dust and the thank you beers it I guess it bothers me a little probably what bothers me more is the fact that the person got called out in another post yeah about asking for thank you beers and then got tagged on it no less which you know the person didn't even respond at least what I saw <laughs> I well I, think I kinda, blocked the guy yeah I I kind of feel like if you're gonna call somebody out like that. I mean, be a part of the community and, you know, just send them a message, say, hey, probably not a good idea to ask for thank you beers. And that's the thing, though, is that I know the guy personally in the community, the one that called him out. And I I wouldn't have expected that from him. Uh huh. And that's that's the thing is, is that I I wouldn't have expected it from that one person. Yeah, I I thought that there there are other people I would have expected it Uh from. And you see that in the responses to his post. Yeah. But for him specifically, like, you know, I don't know if he – I like I understand all parties in regards to how everything went down. Like I understand that he – what do you think of that vanilla cheesecake? It's not bad. Is it? You mean to cut you off. Did you try it? it? No, I, I, cut, I cut myself off and I <laughs> – <laughs> Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off by pouring beer. Yeah, I'm like, 
<laughs> Sorry for the distraction. No, it wasn't a distraction. I was I was sincerely curious because you were pouring yourself another glass. So I thought you would. Okay. I guess back to the, the story. If you don't want to elaborate, I can't. It, I'm pleasantly it surprised. It tastes like cheesecake. Yeah, it's um, it is good. I don't know what else to say about it. It's, it's a good oh, it's beer. not bad at all. No, it's very sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not sweet. a beer you're gonna be like, oh god, you can go into this. Who and made like, this again? Hideout. Uh, the hideout. hideout. Okay, that is definitely. Uh, well, we'll we'll go to them in a second. So we'll we'll finish up in regards to the conversation. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to yes, derail yes. this. So, no, no, no. I was the one that like, <laughs> like squirrel. Hey. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I I didn't expect it from him, and I don't think he had a lot of malicious intent in regards to what he was doing. Uh, as much as I think he was trying to be like, you know, hey, don't do this. Yeah, and I, I think I think it just escalated a lot quicker than people had expected for how fast everything moved. Because, mm-hmm. um, again, I, you know, I, I've personally muled for this person and it wasn't for the fact that I, you know, seriously showed up just for my, you know, uh, just for my beer. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't want as much beer as the allotment was. I'm like, you yeah. can have my allotment. Just give me the money. I don't care. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't keep track of, of everybody. On, I mean, I'm on what five different boards, and I don't know if if you know the the original poster was new, if maybe just kind of hung out, and then this was kind of their first post. Um, but it just you know that that just that it escalated that, that, that left hook that just came out of nowhere <laughs> that was just like, damn. Um, you know, just just say you know, not a good idea to ask for for thank you beer. Yeah, there's like, there's there's proper ways to have done it, which is basically contact the person and be like, hey, you know, uh, because it didn't, you know, it, the the way he made the post is it just seems like he didn't understand, like the the courtesy, I guess, would be a proper term right. as the courtesy right. of the community. Right. It, it seems um, like it seems like with the community that you know, I, I'm starting to because I mean, I'm still relatively new. I've I've been part of these groups for less, still less than a year. And I'm starting to see that it's kind of like baseball. It's that there's some unwritten rules that are in there. And it's like trying to understand where they are without actually asking. So, you know, go, going as a brewer, do you have a lot of people, you know, as as much as, you know, well, we, we don't call on anyone personally. We try to be very, very specific in regards to what we say yeah. um, because – uh, one, we don't. We never know the whole story. No, we never know the whole story. We never know what had happened. We 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 discuss what had happened as we know it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So it's unfair for us to call people out because you know I I just it's not it's not fun to call someone out specifically, no. especially on a show that has so many listeners. It's it's not fair. But as a brewer, do you see a lot of people within the craft beer community, for lack of better words, and I'm going to be very blunt, try to tell you to, how to do your job. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's a fine line. Um, I, as a brew pub brewer, um, I love getting feedback. Um, there are some that value their own feedback more than others. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, for the most part, um, my job as a brewer is uh, you know to uh, to research and learn and and everything else as much as I can about, about beer styles, uh, sanitization, uh, you know, every process within the brewery, that's my responsibility to, uh, be as knowledgeable uh, about that as I can be. Um, my other responsibility 
as a brew pub brewer specifically is to be as responsive as possible to our customer base. Um, yeah, I, I'm all about hospitality. Um, that's, I, I mean, that's what you should be there for as a brewer um, is to provide the customers for the exact experience uh, of what they're looking for. So, uh, yeah, I, I love when people give me feedback. Uh, like I said, I, I kind of have to weigh out everyone's feedback. I can make the same beer and I get comments from people saying it's the best beer they've ever had. Uh, then I looked on uh, on Untapped or something like that, and then uh, there's a handful of people that say it's the worst beer that they've ever had. <laughs> so, have, 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 you, have you had any real mean Untapped messages, like Untapped reviews of your beer? Um, I I think it's, uh, I mean, Untapped is really the Yelp of the beer world specifically, and it, it it's the same kind of stuff. I mean, even as a consumer, you can go on those websites and you can kind of weigh out for yourself how accurate they are. Like sometimes you can see a really bad review and you're like, all right, that person is probably, they were just having a bad <laughs> day all around. It might not be that <laughs> business specifically. Um, and then you can tell some people that rate something very highly and you're like, well, that person isn't super experienced or, or something. So it's about finding that happy medium and really reading between the lines. Um, well, I think a big thing in regards to rating is, is that I think even between the three of us and probably between the four of us in regards to rating a beer, we all have our own ways to rate a beer. Right, right. Like, you know, as much as there's a beer that could be the most delicious beer in the world, if I can't have six of them in one night – I'm not going to yeah. rate it a five out of five in the untapped world. So I guess that would be with quarter, like a 20, a 20 point rating. So a 20 out of 20. Right. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. I mean, Dan, I rate for a reaction. You all, <laughs> straight up, straight up. <laughs> Weren't we rating like well, Trooper like at a five? And oh, Trooper like, was delicious. We were, we were doing like ridiculous. And people were getting mad. We rated something it's, low. It's because we, we it rated that three Floyd's beer. Oh, permanent, permanent funeral. funeral. We rated lower. that like a three or something, and Trooper at like yeah. a five. And people are like, "Are you insane?" <laughs> 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 but like, if, no, oh, wait, I like in, English ale. In Sorry. our <laughs> intro, we say pop that forty. Where that, do you that's think true. It's, where do you think those things are going? Been using that for almost thirty weeks. Come on, <laughs> now, you should know what we do. I was going to say, yeah, that's the very first. Uh, that's that's like the the part of the intro. The only thing we added is Rob yeah. <laughs> and Rob. The only thing we've changed in the entire intro. Love that. <laughs> took us a month and a half, but we did it. Yeah, yeah. It took us a long time. <laughs> Well, was the fact I wanted it, 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 but with the dog barking in the background with the <laughs> with the non-matching voice like getting added in. Yeah. <laughs> the the purposeful playful like, you know, like we literally slapped on a post-it note <laughs> yeah, to the post-it. Yeah. With Dan, you. Nick and Ken and there's a post-it note <laughs> and Rob. I told you they got my goddaughter in here and she she would have did it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh does uh, Detroit Beer Co. have anything coming up anytime soon? Any special releases? Any parties? Anniversaries? Birthdays? Um, weddings? Yeah. Bar mitzvahs? I mean, def- <laughs> definitely. Uh, we have all kinds of stuff going on. Actually, our uh, we have a third floor event space um, that we, we have a lot of uh, weddings, especially this time of year, going on. Um, in terms of beer releases... Uh, and I was kind of thinking of this since you said you're a big fan of Browns. Um, I'm kind of doing a, a string of releases 
with uh, with a English uh, ESB strain of yeast. So, oh, I, I get excited I, yeah. prematurely. Yeah. Oh, premature. <laughs> just, prematurely. Today, just today, I brewed our uh, an English style porter. Thank you. Um, and then from that, I'm going to reuse that yeast to do uh, an ESB. And then after that, I'm going to do uh, a brown and also a mild. Uh, so mild, kind of I'm a, ready. Yeah, English I, mild. I'm yeah, saying. yeah. It's you got a firkin to put that in, or yeah, yeah. So you do. I'm, I'm going to be uh, trying to do a, a firkin of that because um, we've been doing <laughs> monthly releases for our, our mug club members as well. Uh, so that's that's kind of a fun thing to do. You have uh, to pay attention. So what's the mug club? Yeah. Uh, so our mug club uh, is is a lot of fun. I I love it. Uh, a lot of our regulars um, that have been there since. 2003 are a part of it. Um, the Mug Club is you basically at a 20-ounce mug of beer uh, for less than uh, most people pay for the price of a pint there. Um, and we have a party every year that's typically uh, around April or May or so. Uh, and and we pay for their beer that day. We, we give them food. Uh, so really that, that part of the year is worth it alone but uh they get discounts on beers they get bigger beers um you know discounts on our merchandise and and such so um it's really cool mug club to be a part of how much does it cost uh it's fifty dollars annually okay it's not a bad deal deal party i can come you're gonna crack a firkin and yeah, I'm, I'm in. No, right. you, crack you, that firkin, yeah. kick back. <laughs> I talk about it all the time. Um, there we go. Cascale is my favorite, especially English ale. I, like, yeah. I can't get away from that. Like, I wish there were more places that had it, or more places that even had beer engines. So, right, even right. for you to crack it and not have a beer engine is amazing. I'd love to come to that. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I'll, I'll keep you updated. And nice. Uh, that's why I'm so excited to get this uh, London East in. So. Oh, that would be great. If the party is a Friday night, you know to call us. We can, yeah, uh, we can always show head up. out there and live broadcast <laughs> and uh, give you guys some entertainment and uh, talk about random things like uh, whatever we've talked about tonight. That's pretty much it. <laughs> pretty much. So are we tasting this yet? What you uh, yeah. it? Is this yeah, what you so, were talking about earlier? Yeah, this is what I was talking oh, about earlier. Okay. So I poured it for uh, everyone. It is the 2014 Bourbon County brand coffee stout. Non-oxidized. Non-oxidized. It's actually so you, pretty good. I said oxidized. So <laughs> uh, about a year and a half uh, aged because beer is meant to be drank and not aged. Right, Dan? It is. But this, I mean, there's no – like. Sitting a year and a half, there's no different than sitting like a month at that point, really. Oh, that's it's actually meant to be really drank. good. It's meant to be drank. Justin's looking really intently at the bottle. I can, I can, I can drop it, it, it over really to you. It tastes really delicious. This, this is isn't uh, wine. one of my favorite uh, aged beers. So. Do you age beers at home or do you just – do you have time to drink at home? Um, occasionally, yeah. <laughs> occasionally I have time to drink at home. I, I have a kegerator and, and, you know, all that. But, uh, in, in terms of, uh, setting beers away, uh, I'm much too impatient. Um, like well, it's meant to be drank. Saying, it's already been right, aged right. a year. Yeah. It, it, it's <laughs> tough. Uh, I know my fiance bought me a, a bottle of the, uh, the Fuller's, uh, the special reserve or something like that. And it was from 2013 from eight degrees Play-Doh and, uh, I think it made it about six months in uh, in my cellar area. It's just I, I get too impatient. I want I want to taste it. So I've got a few. My my biggest issue is is that beers will get pushed, and I always call it to the back of the fridge. 
Mm-hmm. Like new beer will come in, so beer will get pushed to the back of the fridge, and then I mm-hmm. won't drink it. And it's no fault of like my own. It's not like well, I mean, I've, I've definitely cut back a lot of drinking on like non Friday nights. Um, but yeah, I've, it always gets pushed to the back of the fridge. I'm like, oh god, I'm not gonna drink this. And then I'll buy something new, or I'll go to eight degrees or something. And then here's the new six pack, and I'm like, oh shit. See? So we so we got we got a photo. I'm gonna set that. Uh, Show you a See. photo recently. Um, that's a Arcadia. I was gonna Russian say that Imperial does not stat. look like the Arcadia logo. Yeah, it was. Uh, I I had that bottle with uh, uh, George Francis Xavier Murphy Jr. and uh, Tim Saluski from Roy Luck Brewery. That's a 15 year old bottle of uh, Arcadia Stout that we had the other day. Whoa! Um, well, we're so. we're to to definitely interest you in the fact of aged beers. <laughs> um, we're going to be having a show sometime soon, uh, where I'm going to be bringing a uh, old friend of mine, somebody who I've known probably pretty much my entire life, and we're going to be popping open some bottles of Stroh's. Are these those ones you had from here? 1960? Stroh's. Oh, 1960. Beautiful. Is this the bottles yes. you had here the yes. bottles we a few had weeks here. ago or yep. whenever it was? So, EMB. I, yeah, I, we've got the EMB as well. EMB. So we're, we're oh, going to be... Oh, well, this, oh, it's it's going to be a show where we'll, we're... The only thing that we're going to do is we're going to make sure to bring... We're going to use some of the glasses out there and we're going to pour it before we drink it. Just make to make sure, sure there's no nothing glass. got in there. And, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm going to sit here with the phone in front of me just having 9-1 and just wait. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are Did that back. get in there? Did the bomb bomb get in there? Uh, <laughs> no, it, it did not. We got Beavis over here. What's what's funny is is that the, the people who listen to the show on podcast do not know what's going on. Not at all. Yeah. Because yeah. the music is cut out. But we are back here for uh, segment three. Uh, we are still drinking some uh, Bourbon County coffee, which uh, I, I'm enjoying it very, very well. Drinking it very slow. And Looks like Rob's Sumatra. got some uh, Sumatra Mountain Brown. Sumatra Mountain Brown. Nice. I, I'm definitely, you know, having a coffee day over here. Without a doubt. <laughs> try some of that. I don't think need I need some more before. milkshake or cheesecake vanilla. Is that, is I drank most of that. Oh, there's, the, oh, there's still. There's you still, can have that good, then. Yep, there's a good, good portion left. Okay, so we're still good. Yeah. I know, to, to I'll me, give you some Monk uh, Dupont Stout for that. To I me, already had some. I haven't I, even finished that one. That's like, I would I'm, actually I'm pass on on the vanilla cheesecake. To me, it's just not enough vanilla and not the, a lot of. That cheesecake. was the one thing. I not enough vanilla, but it does taste like cheesecake. Unless I, I thought so. It's nice, sweet, yeah. drinkable. I mean, beer. That's that's the problem of being a baker. Is that you know you expect cheesecake to taste like your cheesecake, <laughs> and it doesn't taste like your cheesecakes. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the big uh, news stories going on in regards to the world of beer is is that there are a lot of craft breweries in Germany who Makes are sense. fighting the uh, Germany uh, purity law. Yeah, it's and, 2016. Yeah. I believe that. I mean, come on. It sounds like, like Berlin has a lot of uh, Americanized kind of brew pubs and nano breweries and such. Well, I, I think the the entire American craft brew industry is starting to explode in regards to Europe in the sense of where uh, brewing a lot more styles, a lot more flavors, and not just your standard, you know, uh, pills, lager, um, you know, strong ale. Those styles of beers. And I think a lot of people, I mean, you look at when you go to uh, a lot of foreign countries like uh, France, uh, Germany, and you see a lot of Michigan beers and brewers out there. You see a lot of, mm. um, you know, for, you know, American made beers and not even necessarily the big American made beers like the, the your New Belgiums, your Stones, Sierra Nevadas, you know, you're, you're, you're talking like bee nectar you can find out there. Right. Founders is out there in a lot of places. 
Uh, yeah. So is is it is it time to go, Dan? T- the time purity to get away laws? from the purity law. Yeah. What? It's 2016. How old is the purity law? Five hundred like, years. Yeah. Let's let's update it a little bit. But <laughs> but that's change, and people don't want the change. Yeah. Well, that's they the biggest the... problem, especially with America. Is people are so scared to change. Come on, get get with it. I like change. I do too. Helps yeah. helps me usually with the vending machine. Exactly. Oh. Is that really where we're, Yeah, come on. It was a joke. Yeah, yeah come that. on, though. Especially a place in Germany, which is pretty progressive when it comes to a lot of things. But you're going to, like, yeah. hang on a 500-year-old thing? Come on. So for those of you who don't actually know what the German purity law is, it's basically a rule where uh, you cannot use any other ingredients other than hops, barley, and water. That's pretty simple, pretty easy. That's how you make beer. Um, and the Germany purity law, I believe, is specific to just a small portion of German. It's German, <laughs> Germany itself. Um, I believe it's either Berlin itself or a small area around Berlin that allows you to basically not make beer using anything more than those three ingredients. And then yeast came into play after that once they discovered that yeast existed. Yes. <laughs> oh, look, this exists. Maybe we should use this. <laughs> this <helps. laughs> well, I mean, it's it's definitely an interesting uh, uh, factor because you have beers even before the German purity law where, you know, beers were brewed without hops. And right. you have what we know today as Groots uh, for the most part. Um, you know the the German beer, German purity law will just it's 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 outdated. I think I agree, but I think there's a lot of people that that don't feel like it should change because it's just it's been that way for 500 years. Because well, yeah, you know things usually get better when you change. So come on, imagine if the America. I know it's America's not 500 years old, but think about do we have to follow laws from 500 years ago from here? What would America be? <laughs> Come on, you can't uh, do this. Let's see here. That'd be uh, 1516. So, um, you have like Vikings coming over at that time. <laughs> All right, so we're going to live by whatever well, I mean, was going on back then. I mean, then. Christopher Columbus had just sailed the ocean blue yeah, well, he 20 wasn't years here. ago. No, he wasn't here, though. He was in the Caribbean. Let's be real. <laughs> let's not talk about that asshole. <laughs> you would have but, had you would have the Vikings here and the Native Americans right. and Columbusing. Yeah. Columbus. <laughs> so what do you, what do you think in regards to you know Justin the the purity law as a brewer itself? Would you want to try to expand, or do you think you can't break the history of it? Um, I, that's that's an excellent question. I th- I think there's somewhere in the center that you should be. Um, I uh, I respect. History, I respect tradition. I, I think there's, I mean, in in any context, but in, in brewing, um, you know, I, I love beer. I love what Germany has done for beer. I love what Belgium and the UK has done for beer. Uh, the US has really thrown a, a big spin on craft beer, especially within the last couple of years. And it's gotten a lot more people engaged and excited about beer. And I think that's very important. Um, so I, I don't like the fact that there be uh, any kind of laws that say what you can and can't do with beer as long as it's uh, you know food safe and, uh, and, and everything else. But uh, in terms of uh, limiting what you can do with beer, I, I don't agree with that. Um, personally, I, I tend more towards uh, conservative beer values, I guess, uh, not socially. But in terms of beer, um, <laughs> definitely a, a little bit more conservative. But I respect what the new school uh, has going on as well. So, 
Well, what do you think, Rob? I mean, you're kind of just sitting there playing on your tablet. Yeah, no, I am because I was, <laughs> I was I was looking things up about the the purity law and you know going through its uh, its German name, which is Reinheitsgebot. <laughs> And, uh, Can you say that in French? I absolutely cannot. <laughs> I have to say it in French. It's a German thing. I'm a little confused now. That's <laughs> how you say Reingeitsgebot. Uh, that's, that's more like a French accent. That's, that's more like a Canadian French accent. <laughs> Add an A on there. A boot. A? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is. It's just kind of one of those, man, it's like it's 500 years old. And... I guess it's just one of those things. I mean, things change. I know, should we be following the Magna Carta? Right. I mean, that's like 1,100 years every, old. Every, I, mean, I mean, we still kind of look at the Treaty of Versailles and all the other good stuff back then. But, I mean, and the, the Geneva Convention. But, I mean, it's even like those are like World those, War I. Those, 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 those aren't even one references. Those aren't even that old. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, I mean, for for a law that is that is that old that, you know, People should be able to see that, you know, times change, things change, and uh, we need to be people who are not afraid of change. That, uh, I mean, when when you have all of these breweries that are, you know, America-born and coming out there and starting to show them, you know, what different things you can do when you have more than water, barley, Hops and, and that's it. I mean, I, I kind of feel like you know that things should change. It, it should flip around, and they should at, at least start to make some changes to it to maybe broaden it a little bit. Start start throwing a couple other ingredients in there to to at least give them the ability to to make something else, something different. To because I mean, to me, if you, you only got three ingredients. How many different ways can you make the beer in Germany? Everybody's making the same thing and maybe just toasting the hops a little bit more or something like that. Just in case you've ever wondered where they signed the Treaty of Versailles, it was in that room. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, Is it the same I, room I'm kind we're of a in right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a Hall of Mirrors at the Palace of Versailles. It's the Hall of Mirrors. That's right. That's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, like, oh, Treaty of Versailles. That's right up my alley. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> Can you say that in French? Versailles. Versailles. Yes, he just did. Yeah, we, ju- we just did. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand that it that it was that it was you know done back then in terms of food safety, but you know there's been so many different advances in technology that have made food safer and well, unfortunately, genetically modified. Uh, we'll get into that. GMO, we're going to GMO. This is a different podcast. <laughs> that is a different podcast. <laughs> the better, or, better Alex organic. Jones? Yes. Infowars. Well, Infowars dot com is that what? It's our show over there. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to even think about being associated us, with that. All of us and Alex Jones get together along with um, we're all blacklist. <laughs> so. Um, I, I guess I mean there, there's not really much in regards to going on in the uh, the beer world. What is uh, is there anything else coming out for Detroit Beer Co? Obviously, you talked about the the fifty dollar annual membership and everything that it gets. Um, you know what what else can you tell us about the uh, the Detroit Beer Co that would uh, you know swing someone who maybe is afraid to go to Detroit Ooh. <laughs> uh, to come on down? Oh, don't get me started. Ken, on I'll that. meet you in Delray later. <laughs> Where are we going? To Delray. I'll meet you there later. Where's Delray? Well, yeah, you're a big Detroit guy. I mean, 
Oh, down by Zug Island. Giant. I mean, okay. well, yeah, I we can go down Island there. Is. We can go down there. I mean, <laughs> you're all afraid to go to Detroit. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> no, this is, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, it's coming back. I'm mean, all right. I'll meet you in Delray. We'll go chill. Uh, <laughs> hang out. And I, I don't I'll meet know you over by uh, City Airport. We'll I was going to hang out later. Where exactly are we going to go in Delray? Well, I mean. it doesn't matter. It's coming back, so we can go hang well, out. It's I mean, what's scared uh, to go to Detroit? You should be scared to go to yeah. those neighborhoods. Well, there, there's, there's neighborhoods. That, again, yeah, I, I need a reason. Like, give me a reason. No, like, you, you could at least say, you know, the City Airport, or let's go to Harpo's. And then I could right. be like, okay, Ooh. maybe. Uh, I don't know. About that. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to derail the conversation. I'm sorry. It's like, yes, you did. I mean, if you're going to go to Harpo's, that's pretty much where you would see Napalm Death and, you know, Cannibal yeah, Where were they, by the way? Was that at Harpo's? Uh, they were actually that. at the uh, Majestic. Oh, nice. Wow. So, yeah, what's your word? Not a bad venue. No, well, not at all. <laughs> so go ahead. I didn't mean we to completely <laughs> ruin the whole conversation. No, <laughs> so Detroit Pierco, is there anything else that you want to um, you know make sure you you discuss in regards to the uh, the brewery? What's going on? What's happening in the future? Uh, anything else you want to promote? Um, really, I I guess uh, just with our patio season coming up, and, oh yeah. Uh, you know, I I invite anyone down uh, just you know any time of the week. But uh, you know, before any events, anything going on down there, it's uh it's an awesome place to to be. We're we're a very small small place, uh, but very accommodating and uh, and conveniently located. So, and uh, I love. Especially uh, out of towners, I definitely encourage them to come down because uh, I'm very supportive of uh, other bars and in places uh, around the area as well. So, uh, one of my favorite things to do for people coming in is to recommend uh, other places around the city because, you know, like we were talking about earlier with uh, how close everyone in the industry is, uh, it, it's so great to be able to recommend. Uh, bars and restaurants and stuff around us because I know that those same bars and restaurants would recommend us as well. So um, I think something, especially in the last few years uh, in the downtown neighborhood and uh, really all the neighborhoods in, in Detroit. Um, Except for it, Delray. Yeah, yeah. Is Delray Cafe still open or Kovacs? I, I think they both, I can, I can both find be out closed. <laughs> But go on. <laughs> but I, I I just love the fact that there's that camaraderie, and especially as the restaurant industry in Detroit grows as well, um, we're all dependent on each other. And the and the more uh, noise and stuff that we can make for each other, the more that people will come here and then bounce around to places. It's mm-hmm. not like they're just coming down to go to one place. Um, if you get people from out of town, they want to bounce around and stuff. So the more you can recommend our neighbors and, and et cetera, uh, the more that they're going to recommend uh, you to, to each other. So, All right. Do you have liquor there? Uh, yeah, yeah, we have a full bar. Nice. We have wine. Uh, yeah, we're, we're fully stocked. So whatever your party's Well, I was thinking for. like Rob has liquor and yeah, beer yeah. and everything. So I was like, no, that's always a good call because so, not, you uh, always so might have someone who doesn't like beer. of the Rob. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of a party we went to six years ago at the Rob. It's been that long? It's been that <laughs> the long. De- the night of the decision? The decision. So <laughs> That was that night. <laughs> where are we taking our talents? So if, if, if you're – under like understanding what the decision is, that's when LeBron James was in front of a boys and girls club and said he was taking his talents to Miami. God, this is so hard. I <laughs> I had my birthday party at the Rob. Yep. Okay. Where they ran out of beer. Where they is ran out of beer, basically. 
They ran out of everything. They, every single time, like the first time I ordered, it took me three tries to order something. And by the time we left, it was like six different beers I'd have to order before one was actually in yep. stock. Wow. It was like a July summer evening. Yeah. And they're out of beer. Yeah. We, we brought, well, we brought about 60 people, I would say, between. Not a lot of people. Yeah. We, I wouldn't we, say 60. 40? I'd say about 20, 25. No, we had more than that. We filled Maybe up like 30, a couple tables. Because you're right, because there were quite a few people there. That was There's that whole pockets. section right by where you walk back to the patio and the bathroom. So you're right. We did have quite a few. Yeah, it, it was so, definitely interesting that, like, I, I haven't been back to the Royal I don't think brewery. I've been there since either, come to think of it. I used, that used to be my go-to. That was, like, the first brewery I used to go to. Like back in the day, a glass of the Sumatra Brown, please. Like yeah, my was... favorite thing because of their Monday night football <laughs> specials they would always do was right, what yeah. drove me there when I was like 22, 23. I was back. I, I didn't know the Rob was there in the 70s. Oh, geez, here we go. I'm not even the oldest person in the room and we're going back to this. <laughs> Can't shake that I, stigma. I appreciate that. I always seem to bring up that I am the oldest person in the room. Well, yeah, well for how many years have I been the oldest person? <laughs> we're talking over like over a decade. You were so damn excited, too. It's like, how old are you? It's like, oh, I'm 30. Yeah. Yes. Finally. Oh yeah, he and I can't shake it. It still doesn't go away. He didn't want to bring you back, and then I said how old you were, and he was like, not, oh, okay. okay that, oh, that was not what happened anyway. <laughs> that, now I know the behind the scenes. I get what's going on now. Awesome. So as we uh, as we mentioned Stone earlier, did you guys hear that uh, Stone's going to be uh, canning Arrogant Bastard? That's interesting. What? I'm kind of yes. excited about that. That's canning. a new thing to do. Can beer. Yes. So uh, he he has an official statement. The 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 arrogant bastard himself has an official statement, and it goes the logo. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it put out a statement. Yes. The, so it goes. Ever since I was uh, first unleashed on an unsuspecting public in 1997, I have believed pandering to the lowest common denominator represents the height of tyranny. <laughs> In my unprecedented and uncompromising celebration of intensity, I openly challenge these commodity beer overlords, overloads, and their multi-million dollar ad campaigns. I like the overlords better. I <laughs> know, I did too. I think, I think that makes sense. Maybe I need to write for Stone. Yeah. In 2016, I will once again find a way to wreak havoc amongst them and <laughs> on their amazing. own turf. And their own preferred method of distribution, the can. Unlike the fizzy yellow facsimiles of beer, while I may be canned, I will never be contained. I am a liquid arrogance. You know what I like actually about this? Um, they haven't done 12 ounces of Arrogant Bastard in a while. In fact, my first, they do the bourbon barrel aged. But my first uh, experience was that was actually from this guy to the left. I think can. these are pint glasses or um, pint cans. Oh, pint cans. Okay, so never mind. But okay. I was going to say the 12-ounce bottles you introduced me to at one of your New Year's Eve parties oh, 10, Jesus. Yeah. 11 years ago. Something ridiculous. Um, so it's it's good to see that coming back. I mean, can's not yeah. going to ruin that. I don't know beer. if that was me as much no. as Brock. If someone think, had it there yeah. and you didn't like it, you're like, oh, drink this. I don't like it. I was like, oh, it's actually really good. I it should the, only the, make the, it better. I bet it will. It's gonna be. It's gonna be decent. Well, my my taste has changed. Like I like the barrel aged arrogant bastard. So good. I think you drank my last can. Not that I cared. (laughs) I drank the last two or three. I I was so mad. I left one on your counter. I meant to take it with me to drive home because I was going somewhere. Like after that, so I'm like, I'm gonna drink this while I drive from the NXT show. (laughs) (laughs) And I left it on your counter like three quarters. So I'm like, son of a bitch. I left that sitting there. Wait a minute, did, did we just step into the punch in the face beer segment? 
punch in the face beer cycle. Oh, talk about drinking. Yeah, I shouldn't really talk about that on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's that's no. more of an off air conversation. <laughs> so uh maybe we'll cut that out. No, it'll <laughs> no, be there. No. Be <laughs> I don't care. You ain't got no proof. <laughs> well, technically he said he didn't do it, so really that's, that's I left it on the counter. Left it on the counter. I was so actually it was mad. Was hey, you there. know a place that you can pick up barrel aged arrogant bastard when it's released? Where? Or arrogant bastard in a can. Where? Zatuna liquor in Rochester Hills. I was waiting for something else. <laughs> you're waiting. I'm like, what are you waiting wait, for? You're like, right. you're waiting on beta glass. Where? Three nicks like three nicks. Like, have this on tap. I'm like, I'm there. <laughs> no, Zatuna liquor over in Rochester nice. Hills, M59 and Adams. A, uh, a great place. You can buy singles. You can buy six packs. Uh, big selection of wine bottles, liquor, everything. Malt everything liquor. you need. Malt liquor you can buy there. Yes. Yeah. I think I actually found some enjoy by 214 black IPAs. Well, I'm in because I told you that that party store by my house in like March had enjoy by 1225 15. I was like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. uh, 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 I don't think that black IPA sold very well from Stone, though. I don't think a lot of people were uh, very keen on it. So Uh, it seems like everything for Stone, everybody's looking for Wood Stout. Last year's Wood Stout. Oh, that was good. That was was surprisingly good. Yeah, yeah. We we had that like a couple months ago. I think it's been a while. Yeah, it was actually actually was the night of the Black Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, geez, (laughs) now that I remember. Yeah, I was going through the inventory. It looks like I actually still have three bottles left of that too. Oh, isn't Stone coming on the show? Uh, uh, Stone will be on the show in August. I think so. Hold on, I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna hold on to one of those when they come in. Maybe when they come in, hey, have you guys had this? This is <laughs> your beer. Hey, look at this rare beer we got. Oh. Right. It, it's got that's, that's like wearing the T-shirt of the band to the concert you're going to. Exactly. So, so should I bring a magnum of double bastard? Be like, hey, guys, look what I just picked up. Way to go piece you on there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that beer was made well, in, in collaboration. Obviously, with- we need to go hang out with Justin at DBC, who's got a <laughs> uh, a little, you know, small container of hams that he's hanging on yeah, to yeah, right. for... Uh, this is secret know. society. <laughs> I have some perfectly aged uh, Stroh's right now. How is how's uh, it perfectly aged? Yeah, it, it's got to be at least like uh, 10 months old. I 10 think. months <laughs> old Stroh's. Is it in a can or a bottle? Can. Yeah, definitely can, yeah. Definitely. Oh, no. That's, that's fighting words to me. I love me some strobes in a bottle for sure <laughs> so uh I'm, I'm trying to think of anything else Are we really struggling to talk on? about yeah. things for the next nine <laughs> we didn't minutes. we didn't have we didn't have nick to do our uh oh our so no updated. one updated the sheet oh yeah. god where's our news coming from we got to have uh, something on there we can talk I, I, about. i'm sure we could find something on there there's there's definitely a lot of stuff that's going on in regards to uh uh, ABI, ABI just bought like two breweries like in the last week and a half. Yeah, they bought, yeah, they, bought they always do. One. They bought they, Detroit Beer Co. and <laughs> no, <laughs> and Justin Justin's over in his uh, his place in Hazel Park just swimming. And yeah. uh, it's like being on a radio show, and all of a sudden, oh, did you hear? Oh, how'd that trade go? To wait, I got traded. Wait, rich. Uh, it's like uh, the, the, the middle of a game. There, there was. Uh, I'm trying to think of the Tiger player. They got traded in the middle of a game. Oh, that was yeah. uh, that, that was actually Sanderson. happened. 
Yeah, yeah, like a middle, like sixth or seventh inning, or he got not, traded. No, that was, that was Curtis Granderson. If Curtis I remember got right. traded mid-game. Yeah. It was like mid-game. I could have sworn that was like... There, there, was, there was one recent that happened not wow. too long ago that was mid-game. And it was like but the, I, the crowd knew exactly oh yeah. what happened because obviously, you know, it's still well, in the age of there's, social there's, Everyone but Granderson there, knew he was There's straight. a lot of people. <laughs> well, there's still a lot of people who go to the games and listen to the game on the radio. Right, yeah. Wow. You know, that's what happened with Steve Bartman. <laughs> Bartman, oh Lord, it's, it's so funny. I how, love. How is that still a thing? My well, he, there, a there was a, there was a, it might have been a thirty for thirty. Oh, but there was a, a documentary on yeah, him. I, yeah, yeah. But there was. I, I always troll one of my my buddies who's a Chicago Cubs fan, and I say the last time that the Cubs won the Super Bowl or the Super Bowl, the World <laughs> Series, the World Series was nineteen ninety four. And he looks at me and he's like, "What the hell do you mean, 1994? The Cubs have a one." I'm like, "Yeah, they had you know, uh, Chet Stedman, Henry Rowan Gardner." So we're we're telling you the plot of Rookie of the Year if you haven't caught that. Oh no, I have no idea. Just float it, mom. It's you. So I, I always say that's the last time the Cubs have won the World Series because the old and like today I was just like the only the only way the Cubs for to win the World Series is if Henry Roden Gardner comes back and uh, plays. See, that's the only way they could actually have a movie about the Cleveland Browns is you know actually do something on the draft and well they just <laughs> traded their draft pick they're like seventh or eighth now I was going to say the number eight the number eight they stripped the Eagles like that that just wasn't pretty. I mean, I obviously I am a diehard Steelers fan, and I am completely and utterly programmed to hate Cleveland Browns with utter <laughs> disgust. But to why to different ha- conferences? Because, what oh. different? <laughs> they're in the same division. The Eagles and the Steelers. No, no I'm talking about the Browns. Browns. Oh, I thought Browns. you said the. E- I'm like, no, what are you talking no. about? Like, the hell with it! I don't care. Oh, that's my bad. No, I thought you said the Eagles. I'm like, <laughs> no, wait a minute. No, I am talking about the Browns, <laughs> but. I mean, it's just the the seeing them get that many picks that they have an absolute chance to make so, a team like that that will that will actually do something in two or so three years. Actually, shouldn't you hate the Ravens? Oh, oh, that's a given. So why do you hate the Browns? I mean, they're just kind of like the new team. They're just I mean, but that's, they moved that's, to Baltimore. But though. that's old school. I mean, between Steelers and Browns, that's old school hate. But they weren't even there. They moved to Baltimore. <laughs> Baltimore. So yeah, the though. new you have nothing against the new Browns. They have except for this like made up. Except hatred. for that, thankfully, they play your team like the is old in Baltimore Browns. that you hate. <laughs> They're over there, like, like winning Super Bowls. It's, it's like it's like hating the new Winnipeg Jets because you hated the old Winnipeg Jets. Exactly. Oh, well, the, the old Jets hate us because and have to throw glass on the. Remember that against oh, the yeah. Red Wings and they had to break glass because they moved to Atlanta or whatever. Yeah, we, or no, they we, moved to Phoenix. Is yeah, where they we, moved. We knocked to. the Jets out of the league. Yeah. Uh, what the, wait a minute. What the heck was going on with uh, Washington and? Uh, uh, so they Philadelphia. Had, they so had they had wristbands that were like that were commemorating the 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 previous owner of the Flyers yeah. who passed away, and some sort of fight or some bad call or something happened. Well, they were losing like four. They were losing. One, they were losing bad, and then all of a sudden, it just start people just started throwing the throwing the wristbands out there. <laughs> the best. The best was the call from the like the the guy who does the the play by play, not the play by play, but like the oh the penalty cut, cut. sixteen minutes on this person or goal assist by this guy, uh, like that guy, not the guy yeah. who does the play by play on the, the radio. PA, yeah, the PA, PA guy. PA guy. And he goes, "Now nah, you've done it." <laughs> that, that was his introduction. <laughs> Two minute. Delay a game penalty on the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> Thanks, guys. 
<laughs> when he said that, I about near died. Well, they were talking about a delay game penalty when that octopus ended up on the ice yesterday. Oh, yeah, I was, I was happy for I was, I was like, like, let's go delay a game for yeah. today. Right. Because you can't delay a game Detroit on that one. <laughs> that's a given. That's that's a home team. That's a, No matter what, it's the home team. Right. Yeah, that was, that was definitely a, uh, if you can't score a goal... <laughs> You can't win a game. Yeah. Oh, boy. like Mrazek had one goof, and that was all it took. Whereas Ben Ben Bishop played a phenomenal a late, game. Late goof. That yeah. that's hard. Like again, Ben Bishop played a phenomenal. I can't take that yeah, away from him. I watched against Ben Bishop no. Jesus, oh, every year. It's, it seems like every, every year. It seems like we play against the the hot goalie yep. of the year. That's like true. I, 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 mean, I just assumed that no matter like what would happen, we're gonna go up against like Corey Crawford next year or something, and be like, "Oh, hey guys, I'm just gonna beat you." Yeah, it, <laughs> we'll play like, five on zero. I'll like save everything. Ben Bishop and Brian Boyle are the two people I can't stand anymore, and they just wreak so much havoc on our team, and that's exactly why. Well, it's, nothing personal against them. No, it's, like, come it's, on. it's the same thing. It's it's almost uh, like mind you, Ben Bishop is a, a great goalie outside of it, but it's almost like how the Lions can create phenomenal quarterbacks like Matt Flynn. <laughs> Matt Flynn. <laughs> Matt yes. Flynn. Green Bay record Matt holder. Flynn. Matt Game Flynn. 16. He like 19 touchdowns that day or yeah. something ridiculous. Hey, he made his money. 500 yards. Oh, yeah, money. he made his money. <laughs> he made, his, he he made his money. That that's uh, well, wait. So, like the ultimate way because you're not going to end up with 18 concussions and somehow you like rob Seattle of how much money. <laughs> Because of that Rob one game. Seattle, Rob <laughs> Oakland. I mean, he robbed quite a few teams, and then well, he ended up being Oakland a Oakland hasn't had a good quarterback since Rich Gannon. <laughs> Oakland hasn't had a good quarterback since Ken Stabler. No, Rich Gannon was good. Don't don't hate. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who that that quarterback was. They just that they had drafted. Carson Palmer though, and they had Carson Palmer when they played the Lions it was four terrible years ago. When the Raiders, it doesn't matter. Carson Palmer's a hell of a quarterback. Like okay, the 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 last good quarterback to play well on the Raiders is that a good caveat? Isn't, isn't David Carr? <laughs> like, I, 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 he's been I, all right. He's, say, he's wait, is it either? I'm, doing... I'm still trying to think of that one Oakland Raiders guy uh, quarterback that they drafted like one, two, or three. Like Jamarcus Russell, Jamarcus Russell, oh. uh, the bust. That, that's that's probably him one of the and Liner. Weren't centuries. they like one and two or? Oh, Liner. I don't know when Liner went. He, yeah, oh no, remember. he did go. He, no, Reggie. Uh, the other Reggie guy, Bush. Reggie Bush, went two. Liner went a little bit further down in that draft. Yeah, I think he was. He You're was right. one of the last no, people Reggie, who were uh, wait, were drafted. That Reggie was Bush there. went before Liner did, though. In that draft, well, Reggie Bush went two because he went two Mario, Mario Williams, Mario Williams went one. Oh, yeah, am I thinking so, different draft? Different draft. So, yeah, that so, was a different draft. What was that draft? Mar- Matt Liner went tenth. Hold to up. the Arizona Cardinals. There was some. What was the Jamarcus Russell draft? Um, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Oh, because there was something. Oh, it's like six? someone should have been. Hey, he's the first one Jamarcus in, that came up. As the year after, he was first pick 2007. That was seven. Followed by Calvin Johnson, number two. <laughs> Joe Thomas, number three. Joe Thomas, that was a great pick. Um, not, not Calvin Johnson was an amazing pick, but exactly. Joe Thomas. Uh, as as I'm, I'm, I'm looking up quarterbacks, and the next quarterback was Brady Quinn to Cleveland. Oh God! At 22, oh, there you go, Brady Quinn. Kevin <laughs> Kevin Cole at 36. God, he's Qu- not bad. Drew Stanton Dude. at 43. Oh, you mean the savior of the Lions, Drew Stanton? <laughs> is that who? Yeah, we're at least about? Stanton's still playing. I think Brady Quinn is calling games for ESPN. 
the Ocho. She stands back and up Carson Palmer. <laughs> but wait a minute, Carson Palmer sucks, right? Everyone's... I didn't say he sucks. Thanks for the check, by the way, Ken. Carson Palmer is the worst pick in that draft. I was told that, just so you know. Hey, 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 hey. Don't, no, don't just forget. a little backstory. When we we had a you know draft, we do fantasy football, and I picked Carson Palmer like the eighth round, and the guy's like, oh, that was the worst pick of the draft. Like, okay, and I proceeded to win with Carson. So you got him in the eighth round? Yeah. That's a steal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. a steal. That's a steal. For some reason, nobody picked, though, Jordan Palmer. Oh, goodness, his brother. His, his brother who uh, got drafted I pick, to the I Washington Carson, Redskins. I picked Carson right? Palmer and J.J. Brown. J.J. Oh. <laughs> Brown, yeah, it is nine. J.J. Brown got me like that draft 30 <laughs> points in the game I needed to. As, as we're going to we're gonna talk up real quick, Justin. Or J.J. Nelson, you. I'm thank sorry. Thank you for uh, coming out. We appreciate <laughs> yeah, you. Go find them me. over in uh, downtown Detroit. For myself, Dan, yeah. Nick, who's not here, Rob, who is also here. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, North Center Brewing, over in Northville, Michigan. Great brews. Tell Bob and the gang we said hello. And don't forget, no matter what you think of your beer, we think it's better on draft. Have a good night.